Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome into Sabres Live, or is it? We often ask that question here on a Monday, and it is great to have you along with Sabres prospects, Chris Baker. That means a draft is coming from Nashville this week. Bakes, how are you? Doing well. It's uh, This is the uh, end of a long journey, as we say. Seemingly every year when we get to June, you're going to get a good player. It's just a matter of figuring out how that draft board's going to shake up before they go up to that podium. Mm-hmm. Is it like, and I like to think that there's one domino that could cause everything to go right or to go left. Like, is the domino at the top of the draft? Is it later in the first round? How do you see this playing out? I think as it relates to the Sabres at 13, I, you know, coming into this exercise and, and trying to mock some scenarios, I think there's two or three players that not everyone is thinking could go earlier that could, and that could cause a player to fall to them that maybe a lot of us aren't thinking about. So that domino is probably in like that eight, nine, 10 range. If that domino okay. does fall. Marty, what's the greatest gift you've ever given me? Uh, the gift of uh, maybe when I decide to take a day off and then you have the full show to yourself, probably Aww, the best gift. <laughs> no, remember when you gave me the scarf years yes, ago? Yes. So what do you do cold. when you have a draft coming? You put on a scarf, right? Well, how about this? This is my Father's Day gift this year from the girls. Nice. He made it. You know, when you send your kid off to college, you don't necessarily know what they're going to get into. Didn't expect this hobby. And let me tell you, this is one of the greatest gifts of all. And I just think it's funny because we talked about Vegas winning the cup and the scarves being present as part of their on ice celebration. Bakes, you as, you know, the fashion guy among all prospect talkers, you got to love this look, right? I'm down with the scarf. I'm down with the scarf. I was going to say, I thought maybe your daughter swiped it off of Mark Stone or something, but (laughs) I'm glad you brought up Vegas. That was the first thing I thought of. But no, scarves are... uh... Uh, where it's at these Dufford, days Dufford, just so you know we're yeah. going to be in nashville tuesday wednesday thursday mm-hmm. it's going to be like up to 98 on thursday or friday or whatnot and you're not going to need a scarf unless unless you're cold because of the air conditioning that's blasting inside of all these buildings and i've seen you uh-huh. like putting an extra layer just because of that i will not be packing my puffy vest which has been making a lot of appearances lately, but I will be packing that scarf for obvious reasons. And that's why it's made an appearance here on Sabres Live to set the tone. But Bakes, 
We are blessed with you for the entire hour here on this Monday edition of Sabres Live. It's kind of like we're, we're, we're doing this multi-platform this year, right? We, we, we dove in with you on our social media channels and our draft preview show. And, you know, we, we kind of narrowed your scope on that particular episode. And we obviously want people to pay attention to those three episodes that are out there on social. But this is what everyone is focused on. And that's why you're going to take us through here by looking into your Cristobal Huey. No. And giving us the Baker's Dozen, which is ultimately going to be capped by Buffalo picking at number 13. I don't envy you in the least, but we are so grateful that you are going to take us through how you see this draft unfolding in the first round on Wednesday night. Do you have any surprises for us at number one? Shockingly, no. I don't, I don't even know if there is really a surprise in the top five, honestly. I think a lot of us oh. that are following along know how this is going to go. Uh, well, you know, we think we know. Mm -hmm. um, but no, no surprise at number one, Duffer. I mean, if you want to jump right in. Yes, please with, do. I uh, mean, the it's... Chicago Blackhawks getting a franchise-altering player in Connor Bedard from the Regina Pats. I mean, 71 goals, 72 assists. He's a sublime player. The thing that I want to say about Bedard, and I think most of your audience knows who Connor Bedard is by now, whether it was World Juniors or just, you know, we're so close to Canada, the hype machine, you can feel the reverberations from the Canadian hype machine down here that comes over the lake with Connor Bedard. Um, I don't know if it's McDavid level. I don't think but it he's is. Pretty dang close, though, in terms of he's a total package. The shot. Mm -hmm. The offensive, the one-on-one -on -one skills, he goes underneath hands. He goes through the triangle with ease. I mean, he does so many good things that he can just go out there and probably score 30 as an 18-year-old this year, honestly. So I think, you know, I don't even know if we need to belabor it. But the one thing that I do want people to know about Connor Bedard is that we know how great he is with the puck and everything that he does, dangling and dazzling in the hands. He's got a little bite to his game, too. He's got an edge to him. He's not the biggest guy, but he does not get pushed off the puck. He doesn't get pushed out of a play. That's what makes me really like watching a player like that. So I think Chicago's getting a good one. I like that he's right in the middle of the country and we can see him at a reasonable time. Yeah, and, and not to spend too much time on, on a guy like Badar. We know he's going to be one. We're going to spend more, more time on other players uh, from 1 to 13 with the Sabres. But um, when it's all said and done, Bedard is done with his career. What will have been Holy the standout cow, performance? Even <laughs> huh? I know, but I'm just asking because... You know, we project, we say, oh, the shot is is number one, but I think his, his explosiveness, his, his creativity is definitely up there. So what do you think will be the one quality in 20 years down the road we're going to say Connor Bedard, best attribute was X? One-on-one -on -one game. I think his hands, I mean, he's so elusive and that creates so many opportunities for him to use his, his gifts, which are his puck skills and his hands. Okay. So fast, he can beat you so many ways. He can make you look silly, make defensemen look silly make goaltenders look silly. And I just think he's his one-on-one -on -one game is just incredible. Okay. Well, speaking of goalies, long way from Jim Bedard, longtime Wings goalie coach being drafted by the Capitals back in the mid-70s. On to number two. What do we got? Yeah, so Anaheim's on the clock there at two. Now, if you go and you look at what they did last year, they picked up two defensemen in Minchikov and, and uh, I'm sorry, and uh, Olin Zellweger the year before. Yeah. They're pretty good there. They got a young core coming in, but I think Adam Fantilli from the University of Michigan, he's uh, – the third player after Paul Correa and Jack Eichel to win the Hobie as a freshman. 
So, um, you know, he's got everything. He's got size, strength, skating. He's another guy who's got some bite to his game. I think you're looking at a total package player here. Very good puck skills, high compete. He really, I think, cemented himself as number two to the Ducks Fantilli did at the World Championship, the Men's World Championship, mm -hmm. where he played really well there for Canada. I'm sure you guys were watching. Uh, but a big kid. He's, you know, I think that Bedard and Fantilli, they might be the only two guys that jump in and play right away. So Bedard, Fantilli, one, two, and then it starts to get fun, I think. You say jump in and play right away. You don't think Fantilli will pull a Owen Power and Matthew Beniers and stay in next three? Because why would you want to go to Anaheim, in my opinion, like, and rush it? Like, it's not a winning circumstance right away. Like, would he, is there a chance he goes back to Michigan? I think if he can go hang out in California, I think I'd probably take that opportunity if I were him. And I think, you know, we had the same conversation about Eichel too. Oh, is he going to go back? to be you. And, and it was like a no brainer that he was going to turn pro. I think the same thing here. I get the, I get a similar vibe from Fantilli. I think they're going to want to get him in because I think they know that he can play right away. The only guy that's ever said or considered not going to Anaheim is Evgeny Dadunov. So I think <laughs> Fantilli's heading there right away. Number three fakes. Yeah. So the Columbus blue jackets. Now this is where I think you start to get into the Matt Bay Mishkov zone. Okay. And I can make a case for them to take Mishkov because, you know, they Columbus took a couple of Russians last year. They took one the year before that. They have a track record there. Okay. But you can also say that, and, and by the way, I, I think it's pretty clear they're going forward. Okay. They took David Yerchek last year. They took Denton Matejchuk last year, two quality defensemen. They don't need any more right now. So I think you're zeroing in on the next best, you know, forward. Um, but I have them going Leo Carlson here because I think that Carlson – you know, he's a guy, a high IQ. He's another one, like, kind of like Fantilli, guys. He stood out at the World Championship. He played center at the World Championship. And I think that's the big thing that really gives the Blue Jackets confidence to take Carlson. Um, but, you know, he's got a, a pro pedigree, big kid, hockey IQ. Um, you know, it's funny, too, because when you look at Columbus, like they have Cole Sillinger and Kent Johnson and uh, Yigor Chanikov. They're, they're already coming up. You right. can just throw Carlson in there pretty quickly. And uh, it just kind of keep going. I don't know if they would want to wait. Like another organization might be able to wait for Mishkov. Uh, Carlson's a big Swede at 6'3". Now, it's a bit of a curveball right away at 3. I, I wasn't expecting you to have Carlson that high. Columbus has done that before, right? When they went with Pierre-Luc Dubois. They've gone with uh, some unknown a little bit. Uh, is that why you 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 put Carlson there at, at with Columbus? Because of their history of, of going off the board a little bit? A little bit. Also, I think there's like he he gets there on his own merit, too, for me, okay. I think, especially after the season that he had. I mean, he did very well this year playing against men as an 18 year old. He did well at every level that he showed at when he moved to center and played at the World Championship. For me, I think they said, OK, you know what? This is a safer play. No one likes safe. Mm -hmm. I get it. No one likes safe. I can make the argument for Mishkov here, because if you have those young guys that I mentioned, Sillinger and Johnson and Chinikov already up, you can wait. But. There's another team that I think he's primed to go at, and it's actually at number four with yeah. San Jose. Well, I mean, they had the Jackets did such success with uh, Kirill Marchenko this year, and I still think yeah. he's going to be the sleeper rookie from this past year. I mean, he, his shooting percentage was so dynamic last year. If he's anywhere close to that moving forward, it's going to really be just a, a an incredibly promising group of forwards. Yeah, I got to give you this, Bakes, on Carlson. The one nugget I found, and this is the oddest thing I've ever seen with, you know, most of them played in Sweden, right? His his dad did play in Sweden, 
but he played one year in the Western Pro Hockey League in Waco. And, <laughs> and then I'm assuming it agitated him. He went back to Sweden and racked up 154 penalty minutes the next year. Like that is almost unheard of. He learned the North American cruisiness. That's what he learned. He <laughs> took Waco back to Sweden. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> anyway, that was Kenneth. And we're on to number four. And now you've kind of set the table for what may happen here. Yeah. I, I don't think that teams are going to overthink this. You know, if you're looking at social media and you're looking at people that are even kind of connected to what's going on, there's this thought that maybe Matt Bamishkov is going to drop because a lot of the questions and I get it okay because if you look at the Russian Hockey Federation though they've come out and they've said that they want to keep their young players and but they're not going to block them from leaving if they want to go okay now I think the question really isn't about the Russian factor it's about the contract he's got three years left on his contract but you can't overthink it Matt Bamishkov is right up there with Connor Bedard in terms of goal scoring ability for me in the offensive zone He's done nothing but produce, especially against his peers. You know, does he have a, a, some warts in his game? Does he leave the zone a little too quickly? Does he have, you know, maybe a little sleepiness? He does, but he's also been the best player on every team that he's ever played on. And I know when you look at his KHL numbers, he produced a lot against weaker teams. That's okay. I can live with it because the skill set is undeniable with this kid. And what are Mike Greer's other choices? He's a BU grad. Okay. Do you think he's going to take some BC commits because those might be the next best forwards on the board. No, I don't think right. he is. I think he's going to go and take the talent and not overthink it. And when you look at San Jose, they got um, Philip Bistet on the come up. They've got William Eklund. They've got Thomas Bordelow. They've got some guys kind of like what we talked about with Columbus. They could probably wait for Mishkov. I don't know if he's got an out in his contract. So even if it's three years, so what, take the talent that probably fits their timeline and you just move forward with a great, great hockey player. I know as we sit and talk about the draft order, things could happen between Monday and Wednesday night. Do you think a team would maybe be looking to trade up and get Mitch Goff? Like, I'm just saying, like, if he falls to four, like he's he was one and two with Connor Bedard a year and a half ago, and now he's, like, dropping a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think a team would be looking to say, hey, let's – Washington Capitals, for example, let's get up in the top five and get them because they like the Russians. I think so. I think he's the talent that, of course, you have to. You have to think about it. One of the reasons why I think that San Jose can afford to not overthink it here and that they stay there and take them, they have picks at 26 and 36. They can keep building with some pretty good players in a deep draft and still take the home run swing at four. But no, Marty, to your point, of course you look at it. If you're Kevin Adams, you look at it, to be honest with you, especially with your recent success in getting these guys to come over and sign. Yeah. Well, Obviously, within the division, uh, all eyes will be on Montreal here as they make the pick at five as we continue along with uh, Baker's Dozen here on our Monday episode of Sabres Live. Bakes, the Habs have been building. I Like last year, Marty, I kept saying it. I thought they would be better than they were. I think that's going to It started ring. well. They I started well, Duffer. You were good. <laughs> what talent are they adding, Bakes? Yeah, they're tempted, I think, to look for a defenseman here. I mean, their best defensive prospect is Lane Hudson, who had a great year this year. He's not the biggest guy, yeah. okay? I think they're tempted to look for a defenseman. But, you know, if you also look at some of their forwards, they could use a little bit more offensive spice. You know, they took Philip Messier last year. Uh, they took Owen Beck, who's more of a hard-driving two-way guy. That's what he projects. Sean Farrell's good, another smaller guy. I think Will Smith from the National Team Development Program is the pick here for Montreal. I think that, you know, if you just look at an MVP of the under 18s, 
He's an offensive wizard. The puck just follows him around the ice, thinks the game fast. You put him in there with a Suzuki and a Cole Caulfield, who they just re-upped. I think all of a sudden Montreal's looking pretty good. And yeah. Will Smith, he's not the biggest guy, but he's bigger than some of the other guys that I mentioned. You know, he's six foot. I think he goes about 180, 185 pounds. Might still grow a little bit. He's a young guy. So I think that that's the pick. Kind of like what we talk about with Mitch Kopp. Don't overthink it. Take the talent. If you're Montreal, don't try to jam a defenseman in there just because you could use one. Go and shop later on and get and build up that core. At number six, Bakes, it would be the Arizona Coyotes. They have 12 draft picks in this draft. They have 12 picks in this draft, and they don't have a seventh rounder. They literally like have this front-loaded, right? <laughs> they they have <laughs> two firsts, a second, four third. Um, what's their strategy at six, and what do you think their strategy would be for the whole draft? Yeah, I think they're going to go one and one here with their first two picks at six and 12. So if you're Arizona at six, why not take the top rated defenseman in David Reinbacher? And I think that six is a pretty good spot. It's probably realistically from a talent level where you start to think about Reinbacher. You know, look, Arizona is interesting because they have some pretty good young forward talent. Logan Cooley last year. They have Connor Geeky, who they followed up after picking Cooley. Dylan Gunther, he's going to be in the NHL next year. They can go back and, you know, maybe they can get another forward at 12. Take the best defenseman here. And another kind of cool little thing is that they've had success the Coyotes have out of the Swiss League with J.J. Moser. Mm -hmm. Maybe that makes the transition with Reinbacher easier. Maybe it helps. And by the way, Reinbacher, he doesn't stand out and blow you away. He just does everything really well. He's smooth. He, you know, he played what I think about 18 minutes against men this year in the Swiss League. He was a workhorse at the World Juniors. He held up well in a tournament where they were overmatched in basically every game. Once this kid starts to use his shot more, it's going to bring out more of his offensive nature in his game. But very steady Eddie in the defensive zone, and I think he's a good bet here to go to Arizona at six. For he's Austrian, right, David yes. Reinbacher, yeah. best Austrian ever to play in the NHL was here in Buffalo. Right? Yes. Thomas Vanek. Yes, so. like Schwarzenegger said, Reinbacher. So uh, back in his <laughs> homeland. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how the bragging rights emerge here in the coming years as far as best Austrian. <laughs> Sabres are at 13. Bakes get us there by carrying along here with Philly at seven. Yeah, so Philly, they need a little bit of everything. And I think lucky for them, there's a player waiting for them at seven that does everything. And it, and it kills me because this player is a Philly flyer, that prototypical Philadelphia flyer, and it's Ryan Leonard. He could play center. He could play wing. But he is a power forward. He's tough. He's physical. He's going to do a tour of duty at Boston College. Um, there, You know, he's going to go right there with, uh, you know, a really good follow-up after they got Cutter Goche, if you think about it. So if you can get Ryan yeah. Leonard at seven, but I love his NHL profile. He's an effort player. He leans on guys. He goes up and down the ice with authority. To me, that's a Philadelphia flyer. And I think that it's a no-brainer as Daniel Briere starts to rebuild and reshape that franchise in the spirit of what the Philadelphia Flyers history is. I think Ryan Leonard fits that historical perspective of this organization pretty well. And, and if the Flyers do what the Flyers do best is pick a guy that fits their organization at seven, does Washington do what they do best is go European at number eight? Because you've seemed to, I've always found a pot of gold in Europe for Washington. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't going with Dalibor Dvorsky here at, at eight Washington, because, you know, you look again, Moroshnashenko, Connor McMichael, Hendrix LaPierre, Lexi Protus, they could use a defenseman, but I think they're going to keep going there 
with Dalibor Dvorsky, played pro this year in Sweden's second division, played with Albert Lickishin, the Sabres prospect. Dvorsky's a guy who does everything really well. His pro numbers aren't going to blow anybody away, but man, when he played under 18s and under 20s, he drove the bus for Slovakia over 20 minutes a night, eight goals at the under 18s. I think it's a pretty simple pick for Washington to make, especially if they were thinking that somehow Mishkov is going to follow them at eight. Not happening. Uh, not related to Paul, I'm assuming, right? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I knew it would take a it while, Marty, but I the it, same it, way, but yes. Okay. <laughs> you got there. Okay. How about the Red Wings? Yeah, I struggled here. This is where I think those dominoes, Marty, that we talked oh, about, yeah. I think this is kind of where it gets interesting. There's a player that I really like that I think fits, but I'm I'm not going to put him there. Um, they got decent balance in Detroit. You know, they have Simon Edmondson. They have uh, Marco Casper they picked last year, but I think they could still use another big body in, on the offensive ranks, and that's Matthew Wood to me from UConn. Um, this is, you know, all he does is you can't argue Matthew Wood's offensive resume, whether it was leading the BCHL in goals as a 16-year-old two years ago, going to the NCAA last year and leading UConn in scoring. So he has some development, development still to do, but the size, the goal scoring, the fact that he can really drive their power play, I think he's going to look pretty good there in a Red Wing sweater, and I have him going there at nine. Now I was going to skip over number 10 because I think the Blues may be a team that will trade at number 10. So I was going to say team unknown, but right now, uh, you know, 10 would be the Blues. What would they do? Yeah, so 10, they need a defenseman in St. Louis, but I think they're going to, you know, if they keep that pick. They do? There is a <laughs> player. They, they, they need a defenseman. Hey, they have some really right. good prospects. They, they okay. need a well, young defenseman. Will they sign that defenseman to 10 years and $175 yeah. million? And, and of course... A no trade clause. Yes, of course. What has plagued them? <laughs> but you know why they're they are not to be challenged or criticized. Why? Because they won a cup, and yes. when that happens, you're allowing years in the ones that follow. For folks that are familiar with prospects, so okay, they might know the names: Jake Neighbors, Jimmy yes. Snuggerud, Zachary Bolduc. Okay, who just won the Memorial Cup with Quebec? They're, they they're solid there up front. It, it, you can, I could easily see them taking a defenseman, but I think they're going to take a forward because there's a forward there. He's like a Dylan Cousins clone out of the Western League. That's Nate Danielson from the Brandon Wheat Kings. Okay. He's a two way workhorse, six two, one eighty five, two way, reliable work ethic, can score goals, does it all. He reminds me of Cousins. His offensive statistics were dang near right on the money with what Cousins did in Lethbridge in his draft year. They're very similar, similar draft position. He smells like a St. Louis Blues centerman. <laughs> and it just makes too much sense. Kind of like Ryan Letter makes sense for Philly. Nate yeah. Danielson makes a heck of a lot of sense to me for St. Louis at 10. And by the way, that Marty, that's one of those guys that I think is, is maybe higher than some people think. That's okay. kind of one of those dominoes that might push a talent down to Buffalo at 13. One of those gasping woo on the set as this happened. Uh, you make me want to speak French because you said Zachary Bolduc of the Quebec Ramparts, and it was the Quebec holiday on June 24th over the weekend. So I'm going to go with this. Les Canucks de Vancouver à 11. Go ahead, base. <laughs> no, so we'll just follow that with number 11. That's where the Vancouver Canucks are. <laughs> Hey, if you're going to say number 11 and you think of the historical connection between oh. Vancouver and Buffalo, 
Uh, yeah. And Gilbert Perot and Eleven. Say more and the spin of the wheel and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wasn't going to speak French. I was just going to go right to Eleven. Um, <laughs> now at Eleven, I have the Canucks dipping back in to their Swedish drafting roots. Patrick Alvin took two Swedes with the first two picks last year. I have them going back there, going to the defenseman this time, and I have them taking Tom Willander from Rogla, a very smooth skating defenseman. Trust me, oh. I think that one's going to hurt. Yeah, it hurts me when you say it. I was like, oh, I'm excited about this kid. Well, here's the thing. They need a skating defenseman, okay? Because yeah. if you look, like they have Aku Rati up front. They have Jonathan Lekaramaki up front. They got Danila Klimovich from uh, Latvia. They have a really good physical Swedish defenseman and Elias Pedersen, not the one we're thinking about. But right. but I think yeah. that they could really afford to get Willander in there. A, a guy they can lean on for 20, 20 plus minutes down the road as a right shot. He's going you know, to move pretty quickly through the system and be up in Vancouver fairly quickly. Yeah. <sighs> Probably Arizona at 12, right? <laughs> yeah, Arizona at 12. We're going to keep him there. The player that, you know, I can't believe I have him this low in the mock draft, Matthew Savoy's line mate in yeah. Winnipeg this year, Zach Benson. Probably one of my favorite players in the top half of the draft. Mm -hmm. Competitiveness, hockey IQ, high skill. He's not the biggest guy, and he's not the, the fastest track star. He doesn't have that breakaway speed. But, man, you put him out there in any situation, he likes creating interior offense. So after getting Reinbacher, the Coyotes would be thrilled to get Benson at 12, in my opinion. You know what? I wish and I hope that maybe Benson is at 13 because Savoy's boys last year in Montreal were all the rage on the concourse after Matt Savoy got drafted by the Sabres. I wonder if there's the Benson's boys that would be down in Nashville and we could find them and celebrate with them in the same way, Duffer, that the Savoy boys were happening last year. Bakes knew everybody that was in that group. I know they were all boys. prospects. Zach Stopchuk was there. He got <laughs> traded to Winnipeg and played with them this year. Yeah. That was absolutely a highlight of being on the concourse in Montreal. And we will be on site in Nashville this week with two hour shows Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And of course, along with our Sabres prospect guru, Chris Baker. We will have live analysis in the first round from Nashville when the Sabres make their first pick. Of course, we're going through the Baker's Dozen. We are one pick away now from the Sabres, and you will find out who Chris has targeted for Buffalo after this on Sabres Live. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.